Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Dark Raven Witch Presents. And tonight I thought we'd talk about Samhain, the Witch's Sabbath, and the Witch's New Year. Personally one of my favorite holidays, um, but I feel like a lot of people say that, so it can get kind of overplayed and played out, I think, and I wanted to take you back and really explain why Samhain is so important, and it's not just about a creepy, spooky holiday. However, that is part of the fun. So sit back and relax, and let's talk about it. So Samhain, or Samhain, depending on how you say it, is one of the festivals that make up the Wheel of the Year. It is a neo-paganism and Wicca festival. It predates that as a Celtic remembrance of harvest, as well as a time of remembrance and connection with our ancestors and the spirits on the other side. And so we have a better opportunity to connect with and communicate with our ancestors and our loved ones um, who have passed over. And it's a time when the veil is at its thinnest. Um, It's a time to observe the harvest and abundance and the setting up of winter. Uh, Many practitioners and pagans look at this as a time of a new year and a celebration. Um, that also marks the turning of the wheel, but for others, it's simply just a really interesting celebration. A lot of people, um, look at Halloween on October 31st as a date that you're familiar with as the date of Halloween, which is kind of like a modern adaptation of the Samhain festivals, and festivities. So many practitioners feel that it's a great time to bring out their witchy side because it's more accepted at this time of year um, for many. So when you're kind of still in the witch's closet um, and you're not able to come out fully as a witch, it's a really good time for you to participate and sort of show that side of yourself without anybody really taking notice of um, that you're actually a practicing witch. So um, a lot of witches also participate in coven rituals um, or large celebrations. So I kind of wanted to focus tonight on the simple celebrations that you can do and carry out as a solo practitioner or even in a coven or in a group setting. Some of these things are going to be more accessible to those who um, aren't completely open in their practice yet. And so feel free to pick and choose and adapt what you can fit into your own magical practice. Now remember, as I always say, 
um, that your spiritual beliefs are important and to remember that there's no right or no wrong way to be practicing. It's your own practice, so do with it as you see fit and whatever your heart guides you towards. So um, you can practice these festivities and do what you can and do what you feel comfortable with. And if you can't, that's okay too. So do everything um, all in one year. That's fine. Most people will only do really small celebrations. Some do really extravagant celebrations. I think I've talked about um, dumb dinners before um, or creating an ancestor altar, things like that. Um, There's really no right or wrong way for you to do either. I think that if you're going to do a dumb dinner, that me that might be a little bit more um, out in the open as opposed to a little um, a little altar that you set up for your uh, the people that have passed over. One, maybe two things that's really, really important is that you do not have to do everything that I'm about to talk about. And that you keep things super simple. And that way you can really focus on the celebration portion instead of the actual making sure you have all the little pieces that you think you're going to need to be able to do this. So I think the most important thing to do for Samhain and for the dark season is to sit back, relax, recuperate, um, go inward, take some time for yourself, regroup, really get to slow down because that's really what this season is about anyway. Um, It kind of sounds a little bit counterintuitive. Um, After all, we're supposed to be celebrating, right? And this is the season to be doing that. But um, it's really important to focus on your meditation, focus on your own time and Sometimes, which is I do, usually take off the Sabbath and we'll just spend the day portion resting. And I know I've gotten into this before. It can be very hectic, especially if you have little kids or um, if you're if you really can't take off of work because, especially if it falls on a weekday. But um, there is a rush to get everything done from costumes to candy to decorating, like the traditional um, non-witchy things, just sort of our responsibilities that we have anyway. So it's sort of like we get so busy that I think we aren't taking the time to really reflect on what this season should be about. Instead, we're just rushing through it. And sometimes I find myself doing that too. It's almost like the lead up to it is 
more valuable sometimes than the actual day because by the time the day comes, I have gotten so many things in my head as to how I think that the celebration should be going. I've built up this huge thing in my mind where I think I have to do this, 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 and this to make it perfect, to be the witch that I think that I need to be at all times. And then when it actually comes down to it, I'm burnt out. And that's something that I think we're always going to be working on. So it's really important for you to take some time, reflect on everything that's going around, recuperate, contemplating the process that we've made, and especially at this time of year. So I know we have other commitments, but even if it's just um, a half an hour or 15 minutes, whatever you have to spare, that you can get some time alone, that would be great. And it's really important to do that. Now, during that time that we're taking for ourselves and recuperating and reflecting, it's a really good time to think and remember the people that we've lost and those that have gone before us. Now, like I said, if you are not out of the broom closet yet, and you want to take some time instead of setting up a um, an altar for everyone that's passed over before you, an ancestral altar, then you can do the same thing by just quietly to yourself remembering everyone that's passed before you. And it's a really great time. You can just light a candle, burn some incense, um, and just think of the things that they've added to your life, the thing that they've taught you. Even if you haven't met them, just be thankful that they, for their journey and that it's gotten you to this point because lineage is so important because I think we forget the ones that have passed way before us. So take some time and remember your ancestors. Another thing I like to do is take some time during the month to sort of gather all of the castings that I've done, any spell work that I've written out, any um, dream journals I've written, any books that I have found to be helpful for the entire year. It's a really good time to gather all of those things and kind of see the progress that you've made um, through the year. and maybe write down some of those things. I do it. I write down different things from different books that I have found to be uh, really helpful. And that way I have a record, a log of everything that I have found useful and that has given me, gotten me through different things that have been going on throughout the year. So it's a really good idea um, to do that. The other thing I like to do too is to write down my, or I try to write down, um, some of the divinations that I've done. I really like working with tarot. So different spreads, different ideas, different things I've gotten, um, different messages, different readings I've done for other people sort of 
go through those things and see um, how well they've how well they've uh, serviced me. I also <laughs> need to take account of the decks that I use. Um, some I use more than others. Some I haven't even pulled out this year. I also always treat myself to a new deck every October um, so that I can add that to my collection. So I like to switch them out and I kind of notice like, oh, I've been using this deck more. I've been using this deck less or I haven't even touched that Oracle deck or whatever. Um, so it's a good time to just sort of reflect on um, your divination workings, whether you're doing uh, ruins or your scrying, um, whatever it is, I would take a look at that and sort of, you know, take a mental note of how that's been going for you throughout the year. Another good thing to do is to write down and go over all of the spell castings and workings that you've done throughout the year. Sort of look through those things and see what has worked better and what has not worked so well. Maybe take an account of things that you've casted for that absolutely did nothing. Maybe sort of write down, you know, what was your frame of mind? Maybe you could have done something different. Maybe you could do something better. Also write down your successes, how that, how those worked out for you. And, um, maybe take an inventory of all of the things that you need for spell casting for the upcoming year. Sometimes I'll go through my little witch's uh, cabinet and I will need something and I'll go, oh, I'm totally out of that. So it's a really good time for me to take an account also of not just my workings and how well they went or how I can improve them, but it's also a really good time for me to go through my witch's cabinet and um, restock and replenish things, even just sort of wipe everything down um, and take a look at my tools and things that I have not really been using as much, maybe some things I want to get back into using. Um, so those are a couple of things I like to do. I also have a bunch of these little um, colored candles that I like to keep on hand at all times. Um, so I like to restock those too. Anyway, so I would do that also. Okay, so on the flip side of that, I know we just talked about resting and recuperating and things like that. However, I feel like personally, during the summer months, I get really busy um, I think being outside gardening, um, hanging out in the pool, things like that. So I think that I get a little disconnected sometimes from my practice. And as soon as the mention of fall starts, all of a sudden I get this overwhelming desire to bring everything inside, to go inward. I reconnect with my 
tools. I reconnect with my cards. I reconnect with my writing. I reconnect with podcasting. I reconnect with, um, with everything. I want to read more. I want to ingest as much information as I can. I kind of want to, I kind of go into hibernation stage, but in a way that I've surrounded myself with all of my witchcraft things. And, um, I don't know. I just feel a little bit more rejuvenated because I tend to want to be in one space and, um, refocus on everything that I've sort of let go. Another thing I like to do during Samhain is light candles. And if you are not out of the broom closet, it's an easy way for you to remember a loved one or your ancestors without anyone really questioning what's going on. But I think it's important. There's something about the flame. It's enticing. It helps you focus and think about that person and people all over the world. I mean, they light candles this time of year for their loved ones. So that's something that's really simple and really easy to, to do. And, you know, candles chase away the darkness, right? And it illuminates your space and it warms your home. It warms the space up, the glow of everything. And those things are important because it is heartwarming to feel connected to the people that we've lost. And that, that flame is what we resonate with when we are trying to connect with them. So lighting candles is a super easy, it's, it lights your way through the darkness. And especially now when the veil is really thin, I like to think that they can see that we're thinking about them. And I think that gives them a little bit of joy because they, you know, what they don't want to be forgotten. So it's our way of saying that we remember them. You can also add um, memorabilia of theirs. Uh, you can bring that out, pictures, um, something that belonged to them that you hold precious. Um, it's a good time to pull those things out and it can bring immense comfort to your soul when you realize that it's not a sad time, but it's a, it's a happy time because nobody wants to be forgotten and what a gift we can give to the other side by remembering them and celebrating their life.
next thing that I like to do is to add color. So obviously it's easy to do because everyone's decorating for Halloween anyway, but typically the colors of Samhain would be oranges, yellows, browns, reds, things like that. Um, so, and black, of course, cause black is, you know, year round, but, um, you can wear those colors, decorate with them. If you typically don't wear those types of colors, then maybe even just get a little piece of fabric, stick it in your pocket and you're, um, honoring the Sabbath that way. So it's really easy to do to incorporate color, uh, into your life during this time because everything is that color anyway, and no one will ever know that it's for something other than just a regular Halloween celebration. Okay. So we talked about a ancestor altar, right? Pretty typical. Um, but if you didn't want to do that, you could also do a Samhain altar. Now, here's the thing about altars. They can be really elaborate or they can be really simple. You can start really small and you can add things as you go. Sometimes in the very, you know, beginning, my altars were very small and then I'd be somewhere and I would find something that I just had to have because I knew it'd go great on my altar. And then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it grew and it grew and it grew. So when salad rolls around, you've got pumpkins and you've got skulls and you've got crystals and you've got whatever you can dream of, you can put on this altar leaves, uh, from outside acorns, um, different flowers for the season, more pumpkins and more pumpkins, little pumpkins, big pumpkins, white pumpkins, green pumpkins, Cinderella pumpkins, warty pumpkins. I mean, the, there's, the list is nonstop. So a Samhain altar is another really good way to celebrate the holiday. Okay. So now that we just talked about the million different pumpkins that there are. Another way to celebrate Samhain is with pump pumpkin carving. So we know that it was believed that if you carved your pumpkin, it would scare unwanted spirits away. Um, except back in the day they would use gourds, but, um, they, you would, you can put candles inside of your pumpkin. Um, it confused the spirits, the negative spirits when you had carved pumpkins all over the place and lights and candles and things like that. So they don't really understand where they're supposed to be going because obviously it's when the spirits are supposed to come back out and it's their final, you know, they're free to roam freely. So to not have them come into your home or to chase them away, you would carve pumpkins. So that's a wonderful thing to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's 
a good thing and it's a bad thing, I guess, <laughs> when you think about spirits being able to pass over freely. I think as long as you don't, um, you kind of keep it under control and you keep the negative spirits that don't belong, let them go, then I think you'll be okay. So carve your pumpkins and that won't be a problem. Okay, so another really good thing to do during Samhain is cooking and baking. Casseroles, soups, pies, bread. It's very commonplace to be whipping up some kitchen witchery. And you can also obviously incorporate all of that cooking into a dumb dinner. But I think that during Samhain, sort of the kitchen witch part of me takes over and I love to be in the kitchen. I love to bake and cook everything from scratch. I like a lot of simmer pots that you can put on the stove that smell the house up. Um, oranges, cinnamons, cloves, those types of smells um, constantly going throughout the house. That's a really good way to get yourself in the mood for a Samhain celebration because if your house smells like that, then it just puts you in the right mood for everything. Real quick uh, on kitchen witchery, when you're baking or you're cooking, there's a lot of intention that you're putting into the things that you're making. You can put um, sigils in your crusts. You can stir your pots specific ways. You can add different herbs, not just for seasoning, but because they're for protection, love, um, prosperity, whatever. So that's a really good thing to do. On the night of Samhain, um, I'm big on themed snacks. So I spend most of the day prepping for that. And it's good to set the intention inwardly for the rest of the year. So we can give it to the family and they're taking in the things that I've set out for them for the oncoming year that they'll ingest that I've, that I've given to them for, um, a prosperous year coming up. I think we talked about cleansing and cleaning, um, different areas of our altars and our cabinets and things like that. But another really good thing I like to do um, for Samhain celebration is a cleansing bath. And I like to add um, moon water that I've gotten from a super moon, a harvest moon, a blood moon, whatever that um, I'll pour into my bath to cleanse for the upcoming year. Um, I'll make different uh, different oils to put in to the bath, uh, different herbs, different mixes that you can soak in and uh, have some intention for for the rest of the year as well. So a cleansing bath is great. If you don't have a bath, a cleansing shower will do just as well. Um, 
So don't limit yourself. And if you are running out of time, like most busy moms are, you can make a face wash. You can do some cleansing, just uh, things like that. You can also make some cleansing uh, floor washes or some cleansing cleaners for around the house with your moon water and different um, fruits, different herbs, whatever. Um, so those are some good things to look into, uh, because cleansing your house and getting it ready for an entire new season that we're going to be getting into is a really good idea to do during Samhain. Kind of just gives you peace of mind and it sets you, sets the tone for the rest of the year. I'd also say it's a really good time for you to focus on protection for protection around the house, for protection of your loved ones, for protections of your pet, um, things like that. So, you know, you could have a, a craft day and sit down and make some, I like to make witches balls. I like to make, um, different, uh, sachets to hang up. I keep different kitchen ones in different ones. I make for the kitchen in there, maybe some around the windows, some to give to your friends and family for them to take home. Um, some spell jars, things like that. Sit down and get the energy right and get your protection things going. And because, you know, the veil is so thin during, um, Samhain, you might feel a little bit better having, um, some more added protection put around the house, uh, during this time, just because, um, you know, the frequency is different. Um, maybe it's just peace of mind. Um, but it's a really good time to just add a couple of little extra zingers in there so that you feel a little bit more protected on the night of Samhain when the veil is the thinnest. Another thing that's really good to do around this time is release. So we talked about meditating. We talked about taking some time for yourself, but now we're going to talk about release. Typically on uh, Samhain, you'll see bonfires, um, outdoor fires, things like that. Now, you know, everyone lives, well, not everybody, but you know, if you're living in the suburbs, I'm sure everyone has a, um, outdoor fire pit or something like that. Um, or something that you can use inside of your house, like a cauldron, whatever fireproof dish. Um, but it's a good time for release, releasing negative energy, releasing any sort of fear that had been, you'd been holding on to release any sort of uh, disappointments that you had during the year, release any long lost, um, any sort of, you know, long lost loves that you, that didn't work out. Um, maybe you lost some friends, maybe you lost, uh, you have, you've had a falling out with, you know, relatives, whatever it might be. It's a really good time to just let it all go. Write it down. Throw it, toss it in the bonfire. Toss it in your fire safe dish. Toss it in your cauldron. 
release it, get rid of it. So you can wake up the next day and you'll be free from all of that pent up hostility, frustration, anger, sadness, any of that. You can just start over, clean slate, and have a great next year. And the very last thing I like to do is I like to do a reading. I pull my cards and I ask what the next year is going to bring. I like to ask if there's anything important that I should be knowing going into this next year. Um, I like to know if something that I've been working on is going to work out, if I'm going down the right path, if I'm, if this journey is right for me. Um, so I like to do a reading and I will write that down, write the spread that I did, write down my, the things that I asked, how, what I got in response, and then I'll make a list for the year. So you know how on um, New Year's Eve, we always make a list of, you know, things that we want to have happen for the upcoming year. That's sort of what we do um, on the Witch's New Year. So I'll sit down and write a list of things that I want to have happen or things that I would like to see happen for the upcoming year. And I will write those things down and I'll fold it up and I'll stick it away probably in my book and see if I can get those things to manifest. And then I'll pull it out just like I'll pull out the one I made last year. I'll pull it out and I'll take a look at it and see what things happened and what things you know, I was still working on and maybe some things that weren't meant for me that I thought was meant for myself, but it just didn't work out that way. So, uh, list making is another really good thing that I like to do. So anyway, that is my ramble about Samhain and the things that I think are important to do and the things that I will be doing, uh, as we get closer, as we're just what, a couple of days away. It's gone really fast this month. It always does though. All right, you guys. Well, have a really good, safe Samhain. And for everyone who is listening, and if you just celebrate Halloween, then have a very safe Halloween. There's lots of parties and lots of fun festivities. So be safe. And this is the Dark Raven Witch. And remember, witchcraft isn't just an aesthetic. It's a way of life. Thank you.